Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code All Things Buccaneers. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks. Welcome back to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's your co-host, CJ. Follow me on Twitter at CoreyJ863. And you got your co-host, Corey. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. Yes, sir. So we didn't get you guys a podcast right after the victory on Thursday night. Our beloved Buccaneers went into Bank of America Stadium, handled business, with all of the distractions, we had a lightning delay. We had the refs against us. We had our back against the wall. But overall, we put up a good performance, and it led to a W against the Carolina Panthers. Really excited to see how this team moves forward coming off that victory. And the New York Giants up deck or on deck <laughs> next on the schedule um, this upcoming Sunday. But first, we're going to talk about that Thursday night game what we like, what we saw, things that may pay a factor later on down the road. So I'm going to hand it over to Corey. Corey, go ahead and give us your thoughts on that game. And matter of fact, before we even get into that, Corey, you broke the streak. The Bucks broke the streak. The streak is over. The streak is over. The streak is over. Did you have consecutively? 13. 13. So, 13. Corey had 13 losses in a row. Every game he went to, we just knew the Bucks were going to lose. We were nervous for this game Thursday. As a matter of fact, ESPN put up a stat. The last 12 road games for Jameis Winston were losses as well. But, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. We got to win. We got to win. Oh, happy day. Yes, sir. The curse is broken. The streak is over. Jameis got a roll win. Corey got a roll win. And like Coach say, we got to stack them up. We got to stack them up. Corey, how was that game on Thursday, man? Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> I got to Charlotte around 5 o'clock. Um, the atmosphere was already going uh, three hours before kickoff. Then out of nowhere, the... Uh, Downpour started before the game. We started getting rain out of nowhere, so everybody rushed into the stadium. Then, of course, we had kickoff. Um, into kickoff, about halfway through the first quarter, we got the damn thunderstorm. Thunderstorm delay for about uh, the thunderstorm delay for about 30 minutes, 25, 30. So when that happened, um, going to happen with the team and whatnot. But they came out. They came out firing, and and that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the boys come out and fire and get the W, and that's exactly what they did. Um, during the game, them boys, oh my goodness, the referees were against us the whole damn game. Oh, the zebras wanted the Bucks to lose. I'll tell you that right now. So many ghost calls. So many. Oh, in that fourth quarter, that last drive. Oh my God. The Buccaneers fans about erupted. They were they were so hot in the stands because, oh, the Buccaneers got to stop on third down. The referee moved the ball about a, a foot a foot ahead, gave them the first down. Oh, the stadium was a uh, was about to be livid for Bucks fans, and you yeah. could hear it. You could hear the Bucks fans, but um, man, it felt great to get the W. Shout out to Vernon Hargraves for making that game ceiling tackle on the two-yard line on fourth and inches. What a play. Uh, it, it was a great play. And sitting in the opposite end zone, I, I wasn't sure what we were going to do. All I said was, please don't pull a Chris Baker. Please don't pull a Chris Baker. But we pulled something similar. Coach Arians called two timeouts in a row. So he instead did. of fourth and two, it gave him fourth and inches. And he I was did. like, oh, bad days are coming. I'm about to lose and I'm about to be sick. <laughs> nope. Defense stood. 
and the Buccaneers won the game. And that's all that mattered. The Bucs moved to one and one uh, Jameis Winston had, had a fantastic game. He, he managed the game well. No turnovers. One touchdown to his favorite target, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has been on fire the first two weeks, especially in fantasy. If you got Chris Godwin in fantasy, you better be a happy camper right yes, now. Sir. Man, he's been putting up a lot of points in fantasy and on the field. It, it matters on the field, really, not fantasy. So, um, good. he's doing a great job. Mike Evans, I think, is going to start start catching up. It's um, Mike Evans, of course, he had the illness. He's He's been... But Jameis had that nice dime to him down the sideline, 41 yards. Uh, people say Jameis can't throw the deep ball, but somehow he always hits Mike Evans deep. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with that. But like I said, it was great to see the Buccaneers get a win in person, the first one since 2015. So hallelujah, amen, Tampa Bay. Thank you very much, and I'll see you again in L.A. Oh, man, that L.A. game is going to be a movie, man. I mean, it is Hollywood, so... I, it's only right the L.A. game is going to be a movie. I will be joining you out in L.A. And I just realized that today, I, we're getting uh, off topic here, moving on two games down the schedule, but that L.A. game will actually be my first Buccaneers game outside of the state of Florida. I didn't even realize that. So this that, that game is definitely going to be a fun one out on the West Coast at the Coliseum. But from my observation, I watched the game. Um, on TV at a bar, I had class Thursday night, so me and a classmate, we went to the bar and uh, watched the mostly the second half because the game got delayed, and that was, what, like a 30-minute delay almost, then the game went off late, so we was at the bar hanging out, a lot of good things I saw, man, Jameis definitely looked a little bit more comfortable, he was dropping some dimes, um, there was the drop touchdown pass by Brashad Perriman. We're not going to talk about that. Oh, we're going to talk about it because that should have been a touchdown. That should have sealed the game. Shouldn't have been a, a fourth and inch situation. Uh, he has to catch that. That was a perfect pass by Jameis. And then there was another pass in the end zone that I felt Mike Evans could have really Mike Evans makes himself. that catch nine out of time. Nine right, out of I'm ten like, times. I, that's surprising Evans didn't make that catch because that was the only place Jameis could have put that football. And he put it there. Evans the got to come down with that, that, man. Only Evans could catch that. Exactly. It should have been a three-touchdown performance, um, pass performance from, from Jameis. Uh, but they're going to get that worked out. That gives us some hope for the next couple games because you can see he's putting it there. He's starting to understand the offense. And that's he's only going to get better learning this offense. He's only going to get better uh, going forward. Good things from Peyton Barber rushing the football. He had the touchdown run. It's really good to see a rushing touchdown in the red zone. You know, we didn't see that much with Dirk Carter. Uh, Ronald Jones was really Who? hoping for Huh? Who? Ronald Jones. Nah, I ain't talking about Ronald Jones. Who, who did you mention we didn't oh, score we red zone with? I thought we were going to do it like like, Matt, like uh, Mike Jones. I thought we were going to do it back. No, we're not talking about Mike Jones oh. right now. Oh, uh-huh. okay. My bad. My bad. Peyton Barber. We go back to Peyton Barber. We go back to the PB. PB, PB got 83 yards in the game in that rush touchdown. Like I said, shout out to my boy PB. Um, I still don't know who that coach is that you mentioned. Who was that? What coach? Who, who was that coach you said we don't score in the red zone with? Who who was that? Oh, coach Coach Cutter. Cutter. What what's he doing right now? Uh, they're not running the football with the Atlanta Falcons and barely he's won doing, the game. He's doing the same shit that he did in Tampa Bay. He really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, screw him. Screw Cuts Cutter. Like you said, it's all. Uh, we actually scored a rushing touchdown in the red zone. A we long did. rushing touchdown in the red zone, to be exact. Great That's hole true. opened by O.G. Howard in the left-sided offensive line there. They did a great job blocking on that play. So and let's not forget, uh, Coach Aaron's mentioned this. Uh, Chris Godwin, the blocking that he's been doing. Coach Aaron said Chris Godwin's blocking linebackers, DBs, and defensive ends. Oh yeah, he he sealed he sealed it down by the end zone. He he got that last block to let Peyton Barber explode into the end zone. So yeah, he he's doing a great job blocking. Mm-hmm. It's it's much improved. Uh, OJ Howard, a lot of people are saying bad things about him, but he he had some solid blocks in the game that that sealed yep. up some runs for the Buccaneers as well. We'll go back and talk about your boy Rojo. He didn't get many carries in this game, but it looked like he was running gingerly. He he had that ankle issue that was bothering him all week. So that's probably why he didn't get the brunt of the carries in the game. So hopefully 
since we have right. a mini bye week this week, we've got 10 days off before the next game against the Giants. Well, now since we're recording this on Tuesday, we've got five days till the game. So hopefully that ankle is going to be all healed up and Rojo will get some more carries in that game. Yeah, I, I definitely see Rojo getting more carries coming up in his upcoming game. I definitely feel like this would be a game um, that we have the opportunity to strike early and then run um, in the second half and just run out the clock and get the W. Um, that's how I feel. We will get into that. Um, but first, let's finish wrapping up the Panthers game. Going on the defensive side, I mean, you touched on Vernon Hargreaves making the biggest play of the game, that fourth and inch stop on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, wait for him. Great job on him to stay home and to read that play and then not only read the play, go make the play because it could have went either way. Um, he could have him. He could have got beat to the corner, but he, he stayed at home. He made the play. Very proud of Hargreaves. A lot of people were talking negatively about his uh, 12 tackles, but uh, when you have that many tackles, it's typically the front seven is getting burnt, toasted for a DB to have that many tackles. But what I was looking at from the game tape, uh, a lot of it he was playing off. He gave up a lot of slants, quick stuff. And you actually, you want to give up the quick stuff when you're playing this team because you want to make them have longer drives, um, if, if possible, than, than the deep shot. He gave up that one deep shot, but we know Cam, with his arm right now, wasn't throwing the deep shot particularly well. He did connect on that one Noodle against arm. Vernon Hargreaves. But other than that, you wanted to give up the short stuff because you wanted to give your, your defense opportunity, which they did, to get pressure on Cam Newton. And that leads me right into uh, the hat trick by Shaquille Barrett. Three sacks on the night. The leader Sack Barrett? in sacks. Sack Barrett? Oh, Sack Barrett. We, we renamed him to Sack Barrett. Three sacks on the night. Um, he led the NFL in sacks. Is he still leading after Miles Garrett? Well, not anymore. No. Miles Garrett's at five. He's at four. So right now, Sack Barrett's in second. Yeah, Miles was balling last night. So he's second in the league in sacks. Um, as of week two, and we're expecting uh, the big things from Shaq. You know, he was under the radar. He was he was under the depth chart in Denver because you know Denver got Vaughn Miller. They drafted Bradley Chubb, so Shaq Barrett wanted his opportunity. He learned great things from that system, and now he's, he's putting it into this Ty Bowl system, and he's doing he's doing work. He's, he's doing work. He's gonna get that money. So I'm I'm gonna continue to look for him to play. A huge part until we get JPP back. And just imagine with Shaq, Sack Barrett, and JPP. JPP, but just a quick update. JPP is working out to get ready. He's he's ready to come play for Ty Bowles. So we haven't even reached our final form yet, guys. Holla if you get that reference. Yeah, he's he's definitely working out. Uh, he's posting videos on Instagram and everything. He's, he's getting ready. He's doing the uh, rehab stuff that he was cleared to do. The Buccaneers, six to eight weeks, he, he's projected to be out during the season. They can activate him to practice off of the the non-football injury list, and they'll have three weeks to decide after that. But like you said, right now he's he's working out to strengthen that neck so that he can potentially join this defense and make it a more fierce defense than it already is right now. Speaking of that defense, man, they held Christian McCaffrey in check. Sure did. 37 rushing yards. Hey, Corey, you know what else? You know what else? <laughs> he was held in check, too. <laughs> 37 rushing yards. What, 16 reception yards. Not even 60 yards total for the game. And he had over 200 the week before against the Rams. So what does that say about the Bucks defense? That says the Bucks defense is coached up really well. That says also that there's always been talent on this defense, but yet they wasn't coached up properly. Um, shout out to Mike Smith. Oh, right. Oh, Mike Smith. But this defense, man, wow. They, they've come out the gate, man. They've really come out the gate playing well. Um, exactly what you thought would happen with a front seven of Via Vea, Nadamakansu, William Golston. Ain't no running up the middle. Shutting that down. Shutting that down. So it's going to be tough for teams to run on us all year as long as those three guys stay healthy. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do against Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a bigger, stronger, faster catch and running between the tackles running back. He can do it all. Christian McCaffrey can do it all, but you see how we shut him down. But it's a whole nother beast when you got a guy that's Saquon's size 
and that shifty ass Saquon. So we're really going to have to wrap up the game plan to, to slow him down. Everybody's going to have to tackle well. We can't have no missed tackles against Saquon or it's going 60 yards to the house. Oh no, no! Those legs, those, those legs are going to keep turning no matter what. So you need, you need to come, you need to come eleven hats to the ball when Saquon has the ball because he's hard to take down. Even though he's small, oh, he's muscular, so it's going to be hard to take him down. He, he's a bigger Christian McCaffrey, so we're going to have to contain him from going outside and catching the ball from newly starting quarterback rookie Daniel Jones. <laughs> Ooh, it's been some hot takes on Twitter today because Daniel Jones is starting. Some people are like, oh, I wish we was playing Eli. Others are like, oh, we got the rookie quarterback. Most of the expert analysts, oh, Daniel Jones is starting. This is a great game for him to start, especially against Tampa. Wrong. Wrong. Not today, ma'am. Not today, sir. If you have been watching the past two games, this is not a good game for him to be starting. This is not a good game for him to come out for his first game. Because the coach on the defensive side for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when he was defensive coordinator in Arizona, destroyed rookie quarterbacks. When he was the head coach in New York, the only rookie quarterback to beat him was Baker Mayfield. And that was barely... I mean, his offense was trash in New York. But expect for Todd Bowles to send the house. Expect for Todd Bowles to confuse the young rookie quarterback. Expect Todd Bowles to pressure this young man and to create some turnovers with the defense. Because we have pretty much one of the fastest, if not the fastest defense in the league. You can see it on those. When they try to go outside, you can see it. You can see how fast the linebackers get there. You can, G, you can see Future Pro Bowler, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it now. I'm, this is the Jordan Whitehead campaign to be in the Pro Bowl at least. Because that young man is we making plays. We on the plays. Jordan Whitehead train, baby. Making plays. We, we are Jordan Whitehead stands. We loved him last year in the limited, how he's a headhunter. He's a heat-seeking missile. And boy, is he showing off in the run game. He's in the back end making sure the guys are ready for the plays that's coming up. Great article by Trevor Sycamore. Great article. Check it out. He did his cover three on Jordan Whitehead. Man, there's so much to love about this kid and how much he's grown as a player from a, a two-sided player. He was an offensive player and a defensive player, but how he's grown as a, as a DB. We got great things coming with Jordan Whitehead. Great things coming, and man... I'm looking forward to watching him. That's one of the players I'm going to key in on for this upcoming game. Yeah, he he's he's something special in his second year out of pit. He, he's something special that, like you said, we were we were excited for him last year because he's a headhunter. He's all over the field going for the ball. Yep. He he took the step forward in the offseason, especially with this new defensive scheme, and he's all over the place. He's missed one play in the two games that we played, so he's pretty much the anchor of that defense staying on the field the whole time. So he he's flying out mm-hmm. there. He's had a few times this season where he could have gotten interception. He he's working he's working on those so hands. Close. But it's it's something special to watch Jordan Whitehead back there. And like you said, he's somebody that we're gonna be keying in on and watching closely against Daniel Jones. Yep, Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback. I got the stats here. Uh, we haven't seen Daniel Jones yet in the regular season. Uh, this is his first start. But in the preseason, what we got, he completed 85% of his passes, 29-34, to 34, for 416 yards and two touchdowns. Granted, it's preseason. You know, he's going against, you know. Who did he play? I don't, I don't even know. I just have the stats, the total stats. That's what I'm saying. He played, he played the backups to the backups when he played. So Exactly. So we got to take this with a grain of salt. But he looked decent. The young man looked decent in the preseason performance. Baker Mayfield also looked, you know, he looked okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when he was in the preseason. But he's not looking too hot. You know what I'm saying? So the preseason, you know, it always doesn't equate to regular season performance. And, you know, now he's going against NFL starters. And with the way our defense is playing, I'm – confident we can keep this young man in check because our biggest concern will be Saquon Barkley one and then two 
Evan Ingram at tight end. We always give up some yards to tight ends for some reason. Hopefully we can change that this week. Um, I know the tight end last week, uh, Greg Olson, he killed us for 100 yards. He basically helped keep them in the game. But you don't want to do that. Hopefully we can keep Ingram in check. Uh, regardless of how my fantasy team needs to do this week, because I have him on fantasy. So let's keep him in check. I'd rather have a Bucks win over any other win. So Yeah, but Greg Olson got those yards because our, our defenders were gambling. And every time that he would catch the ball, it was close to being a pick by our defenders. That's if they true. get there a, a little sooner, that's a pick. Every time that Cam would dump it off to Greg Olson across the middle, because that's pretty much where he hit him every single time. And Greg Olson would take it like 10 to 20 yards because we, we would go and gamble for a pick. Uh, so we just got to stay on Evan Ingram, like you said, because the Giants are down to third and fourth string receivers. They don't have Golden Tate for the first four games. He's suspended due to taking some type of enhancer so he can get his wife pregnant. Then <laughs> Sterling Shepard right now is in the concussion protocol. We're recording on Tuesday, so we don't know what his status is going to be on the game day. So we'll keep an eye on that. He did not play week two. You got... All these rookies out there and these guys signed off the practice squad playing for them. I actually sat and watched their game on Sunday uh, because my friend is a Giants fan. So we sat and watched the Giants and Josh Allen went out there and pretty much dominated them. It was like, oh, all right, this Giants team, I I don't know what I see out of them. But it was Eli Manning back there. So it could be a totally different story with Daniel Jones, who they took very, very early in the first round. Oh, eventually they wanted Daniel Jones to start. Um, you know, they wanted to give Eli this chance because he's a veteran. But um, it's time to hand over the keys. Um, the era of Eli is over. The era is over. I, I, he could definitely go to another team, a team that just needs somebody to be a game manager. Uh, what we're asking of Jameis right now, just game, manage the game. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh could be an opportunity. It seems like they're all in on Rudolph um, at quarterback, especially making that trade for Mika Fitzpatrick. But you never know. Uh, you definitely never know. The NFL has been wild as of late. And so, you know, just got to keep your eye out on what the next move will be. Definitely looking for the Jalen Ramsey move. Everybody's asking for trades. You right. You right. Everybody's asking for trades. So you never know what's going to happen. Everybody's asking for trades. They're, they think they're NBA players. They think they could just ask for a trade and be out. And they've been granted their wish <laughs> um, as of late. So, you know, the soap opera of the NFL... <laughs> It rolls on, you know, so we'll see what happens. I'm glad to see no Buccaneers players have done that. Well, there's no Buccaneer player with the with the with that capital to do some mess like that. Um, to be honest, they they don't have that that weight to do that. Only one that can have some weight like that would probably be Mike Evans. But you know, we're not gonna let Mike Evans go. Hell out of here. I mean, regardless, you could have you could have players asking for trades. It doesn't mean it's always going to get granted, but the players can still ask for trades. Like we have, we have a bunch of very solid players, and then we have a few elite players. So it, it's possible, but nobody wants to ask for a trade under this new regime. This new regime is is kicking. They're off and running, and something special is brewing in Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Another note uh, before we move on from um, that Giants. Uh, quarterback situation. Daniel um, actually fumbled three times in the preseason, so that's another thing for us to look out for. Um, he's 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 fumble prone, so that's an opportunity for our defensive line once they get in there for that pressure, get in there for sacks to make sure they script and uh, give them opportunity to get the ball back with them putting it on the turf. He's fumbled three times and lost two of them, so you know that. Typically, they don't Sounds get that like fixed our first year. a little bit. We saw with Jameis. Jameis didn't get that fixed the first year. He was fumbling a lot the first year. Uh, he seems to have been gotten better with that over time. But we definitely will have the opportunities with Daniel Jones. Um, Saquon Barkley. We, we just already spoke about him, but he is our main threat. Saquon, on the season, has 227 rushing yards, one TD. He has a big run last week. And he's, he's definitely a guy... That is going to be hard to stop, but I, I'm, I'm confident with Big V to V, the Dumbakonsu, and, and Will Golson. Will Golson played another good game on Thursday. Expect him to play another good game on, on Sunday because he's been consistent these past two games. He's in a position for his sprints, and that's stopping the run and being aggressive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and being in that role is a perfect marriage. So I, I'm not expecting Saquon to do much up the middle on the running game. Um, now, he could probably hurt us in the passing game, 
He can hurt us um, going outside. Even outside, I'm not expecting much from him uh, because we have really fast linebackers, really sharp tackling defensive backs. One of the things that's underrated is the tackling of our of our cornerbacks, Carlton Davis and Vernon Hargreaves, willing to get their nose in there and make plays. Um, that's uh, that's a big thing that helps this defense stop the big players because once you get past a, a defensive back, typically that's open open grass, open season. So good job on their part for, for making those tackles. And we just got to watch out for him on those passing plays, those those quick those quick outs uh, for Saquon Barkley. But if we stop that, you know, he can have a definitely an under 100-yard game total offense because I've seen him do it to CMC. We can do it to Saquon. We have the speed to stop him on the outside, so why not? Why not? Why not? Um, going into our offense versus the the New York Giants. The New York Giants is is pretty much uh, near the bottom of the league as far as giving up yards through the air and their passing defense. Uh, this should, should be a great opportunity uh, for Jameis Winston to put together a complete offensive performance, passing the ball. We're two weeks in where you show some of his reads have been a little bit slower. He's still adjusting to this offense, but this uh, New York Giants team will give him opportunities to, to light it up. You saw Dak Prescott light him up in week one. You see uh, the quarterback for Buffalo Bills, uh, Josh Allen. He didn't really light him up, but the, the throws were there. There were plenty of open holes, and they gave up four touchdowns uh, through the air and on the ground. So there's going to be opportunity there for Jameis Winston to put together a complete game, get two two or three touchdown passes out to our star-studded receiving core, Mike Evans, Chris Baldwin. Uh, we need to get OJ involved. I would love to see OJ Howard get more involved just to build his confidence. Right now he's been, you know, had that bad week one. Then he's pretty much was on blocking duty for the last game, which is good. It helps the team win, helps the team rush the football. But he's such a mismatch. When you put him against any cornerback, when you put him against any of these slow-ass linebackers that you have to take advantage of, and I would like for the coaching staff to flex him out wide, take advantage of that matchup with the size and speed of O.J. Howard because it can be a nightmare for defenders to, to guard. So hopefully we can see that this upcoming week. And also it will make fantasy owners a little bit happy because he's been putting up duds <laughs> these past two weeks. And I guarantee a lot of people are going to bench him this week, and he'll have a good game. Yeah, he, he's been uh, doing mediocre fantasy-wise, but don't take this Giants defense lightly. They've, they've got some star-studded names on that defense still. They got rookie Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. They got Alec Ogletree, Marcus Golden, DeAndre Baker. Jabril Peppers, Antoine Bethea, and, and Jackrabbit Jenkins. So they still got some playmakers on that defense. So he's got to be smart with the football the whole game. For sure. Definitely. Uh, we need smart Jameis. We need patient Jameis. And we need mistake-free Jameis on Sunday. And that's that's a recipe for success. We'll win 8 out of 10 times if we get that Jameis on Sunday. No. We'll win 10 out of 10 times if we get that Jameis with a good defense. Oh. Okay. I would go eight out of eight out of ten. I, I still need to see. I love our defense. I love how we've been performing. I still need to see how well we perform against a solid passing quarterback. Let's let's, let's be honest. I, I'm not sold on Garoppolo, Garoppolo, whatever his name is, Garoppolo <laughs> Islands. I'm not sold on him as a quarterback. Um, and Cam had that messed up shoulder. There were some open throws. He just missed because his shoulders messed up. So we really need to see how well the secondary holds up against quarterback. That's going to be very accurate. That's going to be on the money. And to see how well they do. I mean, they've been doing well since the preseason, since training camp, which being sticky with these receivers, being around the football. But we need to see that against top-tier quarterback performances. Daniel, Daniel Jones ain't going to be it. This is not going to be a top-tier quarterback performance. Maybe we'll get it against Jared Goff. I'm still not sold on Jared Goff. I haven't liked his last two performances um, as of late. I, and once we get into the preview of that next week, we have a really good opportunity to steal one. He looked in LA. good against the Saints, right? And you know, Marshawn Lattimore is trash. He he got sunned again. That's um, Mike Evans' son. Yeah, he's 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 he. You know, he gets sunned every week, so we're not worried about him. But yeah, so we need to see this defense against you know some top tier quarterback throws. But uh, going into this game, 
I, I, I like him. I like him against the rookie. I really do. And, you know, with closing out with the offense, um, the offensive line need to protect Jameis. You know, he's in for two weeks, he's had 16 quarterback hits. Last game, he had three sacks. So hopefully we can keep him a little bit more clean in the pocket this week. And also, they've been doing a damn good job opening up running holes for Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones. I would like to see that again. I would like to continue to see that that power run game um, because eventually, Ronald Jones is going to break one for 60. Peyton Barber is going to break one for 30, you know? Now, you know, that's a big gap, but, you know, let's be honest, man. Peyton Barber ain't that fast. <laughs> but we can definitely get a home run hit with, with Ronald Jones, especially this upcoming game. The opportunities will be there for Rojo to, to be explosive if he's not limited by that, that foot injury. Yeah, don't don't doubt Peyton Barber in the open field, though. When he gets going, he gets going. So don't I go mean, and doubt Peyton Barber in the open field. 30 yards ain't, hey, that's nothing to slack on, man. 30 yards ain't nothing to slack on. But you can get 30 yards any day when the offensive line opens a big hole for you. I, you, absolutely, you know, you're absolutely right. you absolutely right. But I need to see it. Doug right. Martin wasn't the fastest, and you saw Doug Martin take off after he got past the offensive line. So Peyton Barber can do it. Hey, and in, in, in Doug Martin's defense, when he was on, the first couple of years, Doug, Dougie was on. All right. Yeah, yeah. That Oakland game. Oh, I still <laughs> that remember that Oakland like it was game yesterday. Where he had like 40 250, PPR 250, fantasy 250, points. 250 oh, no, rushing 50. yards. Dog. Doug, Doug was on. All right. Let's not let's not take away when Doug was hot. Doug won the best in the league. But that's neither here or there. We we got we got PB and J now. All right, we got PB and J. PB and J is that is that crew back there, and like you said, the offensive line has to open the holes to continue running the ball the way we've been running yep. it the first two weeks. They got to cut down on their penalties. Demar Dotson and Donovan Smith, I'm looking at you. Demar Dotson right now is the tenth ranked player in the NFL with yep. penalties. He's got three penalties Turn for 25 yards. Uh, we have we haven't talked about him yet, but Carlton Davis is the second ranked player in the NFL in penalties, four penalties for forty four yards. So he's got to cut that out. shit out too. The Buccaneers are in the top ten for penalties as well. We have twenty against us, so they got to get disciplined. The penalties cannot happen, especially on the offensive line, because when the Buccaneers get the momentum and they start taking the ball down the field, and then stuff gets called back due to penalties from the offensive line, it's game killers. So they got to cut the penalties down. You're absolutely right. Uh, we can't we can't have Bucks beating Bucks. Um, B.A. said it. The players said Bucks can't beat Bucks. If we can just play a complete game, and that's what I'm harping on this week. Let's play a complete game. Let's have the offense passing game going well. Let's have the rush game going well. Let's have the defense going well, and let's have the special teams go well. Matt Gay, you missed one last week, baby. It was a. It wasn't even a far kick. We need you to make a hundred percent of your kicks. Strive for perfection. And if we can get all three phases... You strive for it, but that don't happen. That never happens. You're absolutely Nobody's right. Perfect. It never happens, but we're striving for perfection. And we would like for him to be perfect on Sunday. If it came down the field goal, I'd rather have touchdowns and just him making extra points. Making about five extra points. You know, that's about, you know, 35 points. You know, thir- make it a 35 to 10 game. You know, they get a lucky one into the end zone. But 35 to 10, I would like... That's not my score prediction, guy. But that's what I would like to see... Uh, this upcoming Sunday. But yeah, a complete game, all three phases. We can do that, especially for this home crowd. They still, you know, I don't know about you, I still got a little disgust in my mouth from that first home game that we let slip away. But we can... Home crowd? What home crowd? Right, I wasn't going to go into that, man. I really wasn't going to go into I, I, I'm going to go into it. What, what home crowd? Oh, oh snap. What? What home crowd do we have? Awesome. That whole damn stadium in the fourth quarter in the week one was chanting, let's go Niners. What what home crowd do we have in Tampa? You ain't lying, y'all. Like, this is your hometown team, and and you let these people that move down from the north or move from the west come in and take over your stadium. This is your home team. You go and support your home team and and drown out the away away team fans. Now, Sunday – we got a 4 o'clock game. 4 o'clock. Rondé Barber Ring of Honor game. Big time game. If you don't show up, if you don't show up to support Rondé Barber going into the Buccaneers Ring of Honor, screw you. You need to be in that stadium loud and proud for this Buccaneers team who's coming off a Thursday night football game, beating the Panthers in a divisional game. This game 
it may not seem big right now, but it's a big game because the New York fans always show out in Tampa they Bay. They will be there. We need the red in that stadium, loud and proud, drowning out the damn Giants fans. There will be a lot of blue in that stadium on Sunday. Prepare yourself. There will be a lot of blue in that stadium. But we're going to counter that. This is a call to action. Bucks fans, if you don't have tickets to the game, get tickets to the game. Come to the game. If you need to get cheap seats, get cheap seats. They ain't like 40 bucks online. The Giants ain't that good. These tickets ain't that expensive. Get you some seats. Come out. Wear red. We're going to wear red on Sunday. Wear your, your, your red jersey. Your red shirt. No matter the free shirts they've given out over the years that are red, wear your red shirts. Your red hat. Red hat. We're going to have a sea of red. It's Red Tide Sunday. And let's get loud. Let's hype our boys up, and let's give our boys a home field advantage. It's going to be tough Sunday. It's going to be a lot of Giants fans there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting it. I'm going to be watching right here at home on my TV, and I'm expecting to see a lot of blue in the stands, which, like you said, we need the Buccaneer fans to counter, especially with that defense out there. We need we need the Buccaneers fans to counter that that noise from the Go, the go Giants fans because yep. – on defense, it was pathetic. Nobody was getting loud when the Buccaneers were on defense against the 49ers, and that, that helps the defense thrive. At least in Carolina, I heard some defense chants with the damn Buck fans there. I needed it to happen at Raymond James Stadium. That's our home field. Home field. You know, we got to give our team a home field advantage, and I'm going to be at the game Sunday doing the tailgate. going to be out there probably from 10 till to kick off till, till the end of the game. Wearing my red. Wearing a red hat, standing up on third down, yelling at the refs, and getting loud for our Buccaneers. They need our support because we're trying to stack them up. This is a great opportunity to get a streak going, to win two in a row, to go two and one on the season, to to keep our lead in the NFC South. Because whether now you know this, after week two, we hold the tiebreaker for getting that divisional win on Thursday. So we're first place NFC South. I don't care it's week two. We're first place NFC South. Let's keep the lead. We got injuries all across the division. Drew Brees is out for six to eight weeks. Minimum. Cam Newton's shoulder. He out there throwing the football like he got a noodle arm. Not accurate. Wasn't at practice today. Might not play Sunday. Another opportunity. The Atlanta Falcons. Dirk Carter's calling the plays for them. If it wasn't for that lucky-ass screen of Julio Jones with a push in the back, they would have lost. They would have lost. That wasn't a Dirk Cutter play call. I'll tell you that right now. So we, have, we are in prime position as a franchise to take that leap this season. So as Buccaneer fans, what are you going to do? Are you going to just sit home and play Twitter your thumb? I'm going to watch him on TV. I hate Jameis. He's not my quarterback. I'd rather have Rick Griffin play quarterback. I'd rather get a new quarterback. Are you going to be that person that complains? You're like, oh, we need this to happen. Oh, we need this better pass blocking. Oh, we need Donovan Smith going. Are you going to be that fan that complains? Are you going to be that fan that actually shows up to the game, help cheer this team on so we can propel ourselves to the playoffs this year because we got opportunity staring us right in the face to get over the hump this season. Because the football gods are shining on us right now. Not too many injuries. The division got injuries. The NFL got a lot of injuries. But the good old Bucks right now, we looking good. We got a competent coaching staff. Uh, uh, we, we do have injuries. We, we do have a key injury that we don't know how it's going to play out going into Sunday. Uh, rookie linebacker Devin White, he got a sprained knee. So we got to keep an eye on that injury situation. But other than that, we really aren't injured. Like we talked about Rojo earlier, he's got he's banged up with his ankle a little bit. Apparently something's going on with O.J. Howard as well. But it, it is what it is. The Buccaneers, for the most part, are healthy, ready to go. Exactly. And the football gods right now are not being good to every other team. They are not. And there's opportunity for us. So we have to help them out as much as possible, man. Make sure you guys get to that game on Sunday and yell, scream, get hype on third down. Be quiet when the offense is in the red zone. I can't help but so many times with the fans, y'all sometimes just screaming, y'all, while we about to score. No, shut up. 
<clears throat> don't talk while the offense is in prime position to score. Let them focus. We need them to hear every call. Don't give the other team's defense life because you're still talking and yelling. No. I'm surprised they don't do the thing where they're saying quiet offense at work. I haven't seen that in week one. Hopefully we can see that in week two. Well, the game two at home. But yeah, it should be a it should be a really great atmosphere. Corey mentioned with the Ring of Honor, uh, we got Runde Barber, Buccaneer all-time great, needs to be in the Hall of Fame for what he accomplished on the field as a Buccaneer, getting inducted um, into the Ring of Honor at halftime. Really looking forward to watching that and hearing his uh, his quick speech about his tenure as, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and what he meant to this franchise, man. He was a great player for us, third-round pick. Um, didn't start right away, but eventually got onto the field and never looked back. And he's actually the longest tenure Buccaneer because uh, he played well after we had the defensive massacre. Warren Sapp gone, Derek Brooks cut, John Lynch cut, which was completely terrible by Chucky and um, Rich McKay. Was it McKay who was our GM at the mm-hmm. time? Yeah, that was just idiotic of them. Uh, but Runde stayed. Runde, Runde was with us all the way till he retired, man. Uh, and Runde deserves Bucks fans who've been longtime Bucks fans to be there to support. And the Buccaneers will be up to the task to fight hard this game and come out with a W. Yes, sir. Ronde Barber deserves that fan love. He he gave his career for this organization. So many years Ronde Barber was out there on the field playing his ass off for the Buccaneers. He he did so much for the organization and the community. And now he, he still gives back to the organization. He may be a commentator on Fox, but he still comes into the facility every single week. He breaks down plays for the Buccaneers. He does a lot for the organization still. And that's a true Buccaneer. That's the definition of a, a Buccaneer great. And I believe the fans should be there to support him, just like some of his fellow teammates mm-hmm. will be there to support him. So... If you're a Buccaneers fan, please please go out and support Rondé Barber, one of the best Buccaneers of all time. Definitely. Uh, we're going to get into fantasy studs uh, for this upcoming week. My fantasy stud I'm going to roll with offensively will be Jameis Winston. This should be Jameis Winston, big passing game. This should be a game where he lights day ass up through the air. I'm expecting at minimum two touchdowns, just two but I can definitely see him getting three or four um, against this giant secondary uh, with the way they perform these first two weeks of the season. My fantasy stud will be, you know, I got to do it. I got to go with the opposite quarterback, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones ain't going to do nothing against his top both defense. You kidding me? Man, please. I'll take Todd Bowles defense over rookie quarterback any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I don't see him having a great game at all. I see him having his welcome to the NFL moment because we're going to dial it up. Them boys are going to be hunting, sacks, turnovers, tackles for losses, big plays on defense. Expect big plays for our defense on Sunday. Do not start Daniel Jones if he's their quarterback. Yes, sir. So you gave yours. Now I'm going to do for two for each team. Uh, one on offense and one on defense for each team. For the Buccaneers on offense, wide receiver Chris Godwin will be my fantasy stud once again. He's in the slot. He's un- he's unstoppable he's a in the slot. So that that's a that's a fantasy stud right there. On defense, Buccaneers player Levante David. Now you know we stud. can't pick defensive players and fantasy, fantasy team. players. Y- y- yes, yes, you can because some leagues got fantasy. Some playing. I'm in the league where I got fantasy play defensive players, and uh, Levante David is my fantasy defense player. So, okay. Levante David is a fantasy stud for mine for the Buccaneers defense. As for the Giants, fantasy stud. Hmm. I don't want this to happen, but I'm gonna say Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is gonna be their fantasy stud for the game, and then. I'm not going to do a fantasy stud for their defense, but I'm going to go ahead and do a fantasy dud. Jackrabbit <laughs> Jenkins. He's going to get he's going to get dominated once again. 
He he got his ass whipped by the Bills, and it's going to happen again against the Buccaneers. He's going to be lined up probably with Mike Evans, and Mike Evans is going to dominate him just like he dominates every other premier cornerback in the NFL. Yeah, Mike Mike should be fully ready to go. Um, you, we know he was dealing with the, the illness week one, and we had the short week. So he probably had a little bit that he was dealing with going into that game, and it was raining. Not great conditions to come back from being sick, but he should be 100%, 110% ready to go on Sunday. Uh, just for a fantasy um, dud on, well, stud for, for the Giants, um, for them, I, I actually go with Evan Inger. Once again, we do have issues with the tight ends. Until I see we stop a, a top five, top ten tight end, you got to give them their due. So it should be opportunity there for, for Evan Ingram against our defense, unless we can shut that down. Until we shut it down, then I'll become a believer. So if you got Evan Ingram on your fantasy team, definitely start him because we give up lots of yards to opposing fantasy tight ends. Um, now, that's for the fantasy football portion of the podcast. We're going to go into predictions. Corey, what is your score prediction and winner for this Sunday's contest? Buccaneers win 31-10. to 10. The defense has at least four sacks. Four sacks? Jesus. You say 31 to 10? Correct. 31 to 10. High scoring, too. I like that. I like that. Only giving up one score as well. Okay. I'm not going to go as high as you with 31. I'm going to go with 28. But I'm also going to go with... No, I was going to go with 10. You know, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go 28 to 13. They're going to get two field goals and a touchdown. And we... We'll get four touchdowns, three from Jameis, one rushing touchdown. That's how I see this playing out. We're going to get a comfortable lead early. We're going to run the football. We're going to get some play action passes going. And it should be a nice victory at home for this team, taking us to 2-1. and 2-1 and one is the goal. And it looks like both of us have the Buccaneers moving to 2-1 and one after the game on Sunday. You spoke about them getting one touchdown, as did I. The Buccaneers defense has only given up one touchdown this whole season through two games. So, for the Giants to get one touchdown against us is going to be impressive. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, we might we might definitely give up one. You know, sometimes it, it can slip, you know. Saquon Barkley, he's, he's, he's a gamer, man. He's one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best right now. Uh, between him, Ezekiel, and hold out Melvin Gordon, but you'll you'll definitely take Zeke and Saquon over those two guys um, on on your team just because of the size, speed, and the abilities that those two running backs have. So that's our game predictions, and man, we got five days to the game from the recording of this pod. By the time you guys listen to this, it'll be a few more days. For the game. So there will be more updates. There will be more commotion around the league. But the one thing that we need to hang our hats on is that we got a home game on Sunday. Bucks show up. Fans show up. Coach Aaron, don't call back-to-back timeouts. And we'll be good to go for this upcoming game. That's all I got, Corey. You got any last words? I do. If you're a Buccaneers fan, like everybody is that listens to this podcast, go ahead and like us on Facebook at All Things Buccaneers. Go ahead and like our partners on Facebook at Bucks Life Media. Follow us on Twitter at All Things TB Bucks. Follow the podcast page at ATB Podcast underscore. Follow our partners Bucks Life News on Twitter at Bucks Life News. And like CJ said, show up, show out, support the boys on Sunday. Coach BA. Don't make any mistakes coaching. And go Bucks. Yeah. Go Bucks. Father God, Father God. Father. I just want to live life. Life. Lamborghini loud pipes. Lamborghini. Remember all the trial nights. Trial. Pull up in the poultry guys. Hundred thousand on me, yikes. Yikes. Shout out with sucking too sloppy. <laughs> too sloppy. I had to roll the dice. Ooh. They think that I'm Luminati because of my profit. Pull up in poultry guys. You had that nigga that's popping. Huh? You got nothing, bitch. You ain't doing it. Right. Traveling across the country. I been getting money. Say so you get who or not. Who? Cool.
make a bitch get a Kruger fight. You was a bitch and your crew's a dice. I was born to be what I'm going to born The raindrops on me like a storm on raindrop. He lick at my trunk, but I'm on it. Huh? The devil keep trying to come conquer me. Smoking OG in a fontaine. Dropping the deuce in a pure leaf deuce. I don't got time for no foolery. I'm about to go drop on some jewelry. Hey. I'ma tell you little niggas something. Fame blowing all you niggas money. Fame. Maintain, gotta keep a hundred coming. Huh. Ain't no pain like the name with no money. Pain. I ain't going out sad for sad. I'ma listen with the last hole. Throw these bitches off the bad boy. The Bet she fucking for some cash boy. She don't gotta know the got a landlord. Uh-uh. She just laying on the landlord. All the niggas they be paying for. Pop a perky, that's an alto. Niggas run you be a towel boy. My niggas run me, they some cowboy. Old body nigga, whole style boy. Copy the flow, give it now, boy. Do not play with the case. I pull up and hop in the dirty race. She fuck on a nigga, I fuck a face. I'm getting this money, I'm getting paid. I jib out a mansion. On the back of the banshee, no panties. On my money, little nigga demand. Come on. All the mansion, the pool got expanded. Woo. Put that money on your coofy like dandruff. Spot it too hot, it'll put the little bitch on the mile. She fucked every spot it too hot. Shotties and bodies, them niggas done caught a little body. Don't know nothing about it. She got it too hot, it done put the little bitch on the mile. She fucked every body too hot. Shotties and shotties, little nigga done caught on my body. Don't know nothing about it. She got it too hot, it done put the little bitch on the mile. She fucked every spot it too hot. Shotties on shotties, little nigga done caught on my body. Don't know nothing about it. She got it too hot, it done put the little bitch on some mile. Trust to get up and go get it, but I heard that you had the option. You did. I told them in school I was popular. popular. The teacher said it was impossible. They taking the flow when they giving us credit, so I don't have nothing to offer you. Take, take off. She got it too hot, it done put the little bitch on the mileage. She fucked everybody too hot. Shotties and bodies, little niggas done caught a little body. Don't know nothing about it. She got it too hot, it done put the little bitch on the mileage. She fucked everybody too hot. Shotties and shotties. 